welcome back to It's In You podcast, where our mission is to help reveal the truth of God in you. In this week's episode, we are taking another deep dive into the Word of God. So clear your mind, your heart, and your space, and make way to hear the truth in this week's message. Hello, welcome everyone to another Sunday evening. Um, it's a, a new day, a day that God has granted each and every one of us, whoever is participating. We know that it is a blessing to be alive. So I just want to welcome each person for being a part, for joining. Um, we're just trying to get started right now and um yeah so we're just grateful and honored for a new day i can't um express it enough how good god has been to us as we say from sunday to sunday is always a new blessing so we're just grateful for a new day and we're grateful for um everything that God is providing us. I know many of you may be going through um, different things, but um, we pray that the Spirit of God can remind you of the grace that is upon us. So we're grateful to just be alive, really, and, um, and to see each and every one of you. So we're about to get started. We got a late start today, but we're going to get into the word. We're going to get into fellowship, fellowshipping, um, and we're going to get into what God is really trying to reveal within us. So welcome again. Um, again, this is a Bible study. So if you're live with us, if you want to join, the link is in the description box for you to join us this minute. If you're watching after the, the, the live, then um, you can just leave a comment if you wanted to ask a question but this is a live bible study occurring right now so if you want to join you definitely can click and be a part of the conversation if not if you're watching via facebook or um oh facebook alone then you can leave us a comment and we'll definitely um reply to you afterwards but we're grateful to have you on board and here with us so we're about to get in and get started so i don't know if ricardo wanted to pray and then we can just get into testimony. Hi, Diana. Hi, Pastor. Hi, hi, hi. I'm late. All right. I'm late to get in. Okay, so let's just I'll, I'll pray to get us started and then we can have that testimony. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the love. We thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We thank you for another Sunday evening. Thank you for giving us uh, the avenues to come together and to fellowship in your holy name, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for all that you have provided for us to be able to be here. You know, Lord Father God, that <clears throat> although, Lord Father God, there are many uh, obstacles set against us out there in the world, Lord God, but you have made it so, Lord Father God, that these obstacles do not prevail. To God, we are truly grateful. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your love. We ask as we continue with this uh, this ministry, Lord Father God, that you will guide us, 
you will direct us and you will keep us in your spirit Lord God and allow your spirit to take hold and for anyone who receives this word who receives this um, this programming Lord God that they can be touched and they, they can have a new revelation a new understanding whatever that it may do for them Lord Father God that is a blessing Lord Father God we ask, Lord God, to continue to work within us, Lord God. Forgive us for our weaknesses. Forgive us for what we lack. Forgive us for what we cannot yet understand or do. But we thank you, Lord God, for the work that you have already done within us, all of us, as individuals, and as a whole, as a community. We love you. We praise you. We honor you. We magnify your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Uh, praise the Lord. I, I'm just. Yeah, you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Um, I uh, I just want to say thank God for another day. Um, I I try not to be cliche. I think when I say that, it sounds like I'm being diminished. Sounds cliche, but the truth of the matter is, you know, um, honestly, it's just that's all we can do is thank God for that day and every day is a, is a blessing and it's always easier it's harder to imagine the small things when you have so many things it's when you have very little you start to appreciate the small things and what I what I'm grateful for is God reminding me of how much I have when he shows me to the lack of so many others and it reminds me how blessed i am and how much i take i may take for granted so i always say it is my obligation to be grateful for so many who aren't as great i mean who aren't as privileged and it's not god's will that others may have less than i have but with god's will that i may have what i have is for me to be grateful immensely and to give God praise for every little thing quote unquote little thing so I'm just grateful for everything and I'm grateful for life and I'm grateful for happiness I'm grateful for peace I'm grateful for understanding I'm grateful for kindness I'm grateful for joy that's my testimony Amen Amen Thank God me, I'm, I'm grateful for Thanksgiving for life. And I thank, I, I, I'm grateful indeed for Yeshua that he came. Uh, I'm, I'm very grateful for, for Yeshua. And I think, not I think, I love him for what he did for the world. And I love him for what he did for me by opening my eyes to see things the way they ought to be. And I, I am very, very, very thankful for Jesus. Yeshua is the best of everything that exists. So I'm thankful for him and for him alone. Amen. Amen. Well, I guess we'll go right into it unless uh, anybody has anything else to share. 
So it's my responsibility to bring the word today, and I had a, a, a I had a thought in mind. It's kind of like a rebuttal to things that I say. I tend to argue with myself a lot, so one day I may say something, and then later on I might, I'll contradict myself. Not contradict, but I, I have this thing about me that if you spend enough time with me, you'll see that I'm speaking to myself a lot. And my wife would kind of make fun of that. She thinks that it's, it's, it's a no, it may be a nuisance to her or, or troubling. And I, I tend to tell her that I'm not afraid of looking crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I think the fear of people thinking you're crazy, in my opinion, is what sounds, in my opinion, crazy. You know, and if you have a sound mind and you know what you're dealing with, unless you don't know what you're dealing with, then you know. Yes. But so in essence, what I'm saying is I, I, I found myself, I'm always in thought and I'm always having a conversation. Often it's with it's God, but it's often with my own theories of thinking things. And that's kind of how I always have some, I feel God is always writing something within me and certain things that I, I God reveals to me. I sit down and I think about it. Why did that come across? Why did I say it in that way? Or could I have said it better this way? Or what is it I'm really saying? And one of the things that I've been working on is that idea of, I say the word demon a lot. And my reason for saying that is to help us to understand our nature, is not to elevate or diminish us. It's for us to understand our place in this, in this reality our in relations to God and in relations to Lucifer to understand who we are really I believe I said one of us one of the lessons was who is Lucifer really we talked about the origin of the quote-unquote being but um I think what I've I'm 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 finding myself to say is that oftentimes we call um, we talk about the word humanity and I have found myself now in conflict with the word humanity because we have often tried to symbolize God as the best human or the human we want to be. Um, I'm going to quickly into this into the scripture, but I'll, I'll pre I'll pre preface it to speak about the com the comment of Christ being human, and that's what we have to acknowledge in order to understand the place that God has put Christ or His place in this in our reality is to see Christ as man. Um, but. What I'm going to uh, reveal to you guys today is that that concept is actually wrong, is completely off. And I'll, I'll, I'll direct you guys to that thought. And at the end of it, we'll see the point of what I'm making. But I want us to cons consider the idea of what it means to be human and what is the real thought of the word human. Um, we can go to chapter, <coughs> excuse me, Matthew chapter 9, excuse me, thank you. Matthew chapter 9, verse 1 to 13. 1 to 13. 
Come on. Yeah, we'll see you. Oh. Verse 1. <clears throat> and he entered into a ship and passed over and came unto his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your thoughts? For whether, for whether is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sin. Then says he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thine house. And he arose and departed to his house. But when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. And as Jesus passed from passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom. And he said unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, Behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eat your master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus said, but when Jesus had heard this, he said unto he said unto them, They that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye and learn what ye meant i will have mercy and not sacrifice for i am not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance heavenly father we seek your truth we seek your word and we seek your understanding we ask that you will direct our minds our hearts and our spirits and that you will keep us in your spirit and that it is you who speak and not us Teach us a new revelations and keep us in the spirit of love so that we together can build and to understand your truth. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. So you have a scene here where Jesus Christ <coughs> is on his way. It says in his in his place. So we talk I, I'm so in 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 the first presence, the first part is he sees a a, a sick person with palsy a sick young man with palsy and out of his um, compassion he heals this, the person with palsy and what is important about that is the process of how he heals right and it's a he 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 basically just says here you're, you're healed worry no more get up and walk and the, the boy is healed and the people <clears throat> First of all, there's two things that happen there. Secondly, actually, is the shock of him of the child being the person being healed. 
the first thing the Pharisees thought about is who is this person who speaks with such authority to heal? It's the way he healed. Right, to forgive sin. He says your, your, your sins are forgiven and, and now you are healed. So there's a, the contexts are, in, in, are missing because what we see is a process that, okay, wow, Christ says your sins are forgiven, you are healed. So there's context there. The context which the Pharisees are impressing on is, first of all, he said the words, your sins are forgiven. Where does this man, a son of man, now, I, the word son of man shows up here in the, uh, I think the first part in, um, in New Testament, it is, it is in Matthews. Where does the son of man get the authority to heal sin? Right? So that's the that's the beginning part. Let me read me read that just so I'm <coughs> sorry. If I can find it. Verse six, was it? Um where he says Verse five. Verse five. No, verse six. But that ye may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sin. So that part is is important. The word that's important there is son of man. And that has always been a, my, something that kind of sounds confusing. It's misleading in certain senses. When Christ refers to himself as the son of man, we often, um, in many songs, we refer to the son of man, so we're speaking of Christ. But the term son of man is important in context because why Christ says it is because of what it means descriptively. The son of man is, if you translate it into into old Hebrew, is um, ben Adam, right? Ben Adam, meaning the son of Adam. If you roughly translate the whole thing, it means the son of the earth, the son of the, the son of the of, of ground, right? So it's basically it represents the old way of saying human or mankind. So when you when Christ is saying, basically the Son of Man, he's basically saying that a human, or a simple human, or just a human. Why is that important? Is because Son of Man is the lowest creature on the hierarchy of intellectuals when it comes to spirituality. Men like the Pharisees, who acknowledge who they are as scripture readers, as men of God who have been given a who have been endowed with scripture and knowledge, they understand on the hierarchy of things. There's gods, lower gods, there's angels and all these stuff, and then there's us, the son of man, and then after that it's animals. But we're at the lowest levels. So the word son of man is meant as a designation. Our authority is low on the hierarchy of spirituality. And that is why son of man to be able to forgive sin is an anomaly. It is not normal. It is not actual. And it's not something that's accepted. Except for one. The term son of man comes back from Daniel, the book of Daniel. When Daniel has a vision. <coughs> excuse me. He has the first vision of Christ, as, as a matter of fact. And in the vision where he first sees the four beasts, the four beasts which are to represent the many um, empires that are to come, 
that to rule the world and to destroy the world, all these empires are in essence the the the, the kingdoms of Luce, of the devil, who will take over the world. It's the same dream that John has in Revelation. It's it's not it's similar, but I mean, some will say it's the same exact dream that's being repeated. Some will say it has different connotations, but it's the same concepts of a kingdom of the the descendant. <coughs> The descendants of Cain, and Cain, in essence, is a representative of the kingdoms of his children or Lucifer's children, which become the kings, right? But the son of man is different because all these, all of these kingdoms are ruled by the children of evil. Mankind is not ruled; is not a kingdom. We're not able to rule. Man has fallen in every essence. So man is never worthy of kingship. So in that concept, when Daniel is, Daniel's, um, Daniel's dream basically tells, tells the, begin, the, the, the coming of Christ in the sense that unlike all the other kingdoms who aren't sons of man, they are not human. They are pre-human. There are other creatures there'll be a kingdom that is through the son of man so he's saying that to say that a human being will be for the first time will be king amongst us so it tells us something it tells us that in that perspective that at least in their understanding they've always known that we do not rule this world we do not have power over this world there are many that have power over mankind we mankind are not one there is no man worthy enough and if you see the way it works is man has to pray to a spirit a spirit is always king even in the sense of of, of in that time the way the pharisees work and the way the judges they're like judges right so they have the god has appointed judges and judges answer to god it's always that's the same process in all the king even if there is a king that king is a king that's only been appointed by the judges. The judges are the, that's why it, um, when, even though David is the king, Samuel has the authority over David. And it was Samuel who, when David committed whatever sins, Samuel admonished David. And you would think a king would say, who is this guy, this priest to tell me, tell me off, right? But David acknowledges the authority of Samuel because who gave Samuel his authority? God. And who gave David his authority? God. And who does Samuel, who, do, who does David talk to to speak to God? David has to go to Samuel. Samuel tells God, David what God tells him, what God interprets. And in this instance, actually, when we talk about Daniel, Daniel represents the same person, the same precept as he is the representative of God to King Neb uh, is it Nebuchadnezzar whoever the king is right so we understand in those in 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 theory all of these have always had that same connotation is that there is God or gods whichever one you want to pick and there are the people who speak for God and then you have the representatives who could be judges and lawyers and kings and all these things those are the hierarchies right so going back to sin 
in those days to enable you to be forgiven for sin, you have to do a process. The process is you sacrifice and you go to a priest. The priest will sacrifice for you. Basically, you're taking your sin to the priest. The priest will take that sin to the altar and the altar will be given to God. And then God will give back to uh, a word to as accepting your offer. And then the priest will tell you, because of your offer, your sin has been forgiven. So that's the process. Christ bypasses that process. See, because even though the, the, the priest is doing the job of taking the, your, sin, your sin offering to the altar, the priest isn't doing anything. Matter of fact, before the priest can even do an offering for you, he has to do an offering for himself. So the process is, first of all, I got to I gotta be good for God, and then I take whatever you got and then be good for you. And then I'm just going to lay it out there, and if he likes it, if God is good with it, you know what I mean? Then you're good. I'll let you know. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you're gonna, uh, it's, so basically, the priest is a middleman. The point I'm making is, even the priests, at this, in this perspective, is the Pharisees. They acknowledge that there's a process. There's a way things are done. And no man has authority to forgive sin. So I was saying, the second, that's, a, that's actually the first thing that they're, they're shocked by. Not that he had the power to, to, to heal a person, which should have been the first thing. Like, wow, amazing. <laughs> you know, like, wow, something miraculous just happened. This man who was sick with just his word, this man is, no, is sick no more. That should have been it. That should have been the, first, the end of the conversation. But that's secondary. Secondary to something that is already innate in mankind. Is their understanding of who they are as human beings. And Pharisees acknowledge that they are at a set place. And why is it important for Pharisees? Because at least knowing that you are the representative for God amongst men you are now at a special place. It is not Christ's place to even over supersede them who are the leaders of the church, who are the access to God, and who, in essence, even bypasses the, 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 the lawyers and the, the, the rulers because they have access to God. So it's a personal stake that's being um, attacked here when the Pharisees are seeing this. That's why that came that came first, not the 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 the, the amazement of um, or even if it wasn't amazement, you can they could easily have said this is the devil. That sh that could still be, you know, I mean, reasonable. But it was the audacity of Christ to even forgive sin without doing the process. So at this time, Yeshua. Without doing the process. Who is this Yeshua from Galilee? This Galilean who just dares to forgive man of sin. You know? Not so much he, he has the power to heal. But he can give man um, the sin. Now, in this context, when Christ says the Son of Man has power to, to forgive sin. He's not saying it as himself being called the Son of Man. What he is saying is the specific word that human being, man, 
has power to heal. What Christ represents is a new understanding of what it means to be human. We have an old understanding of human. We have a set system of what it means to be human. And when I started speaking about how I've, uh, I've changed my tone about calling us demon is because I've come to the realization that we are indeed human, but we have mistaken the ideal of what it means to be human. And the thing that revealed to me very clearly is the most human thing about me is what we call quote unquote demonic. And the most human creature in the in existence is Lucifer himself. If you understand what it means to be human, then you understand what that really means. You start to understand the concepts of quote unquote being human. And Lucifer himself points if you if you follow the traits, if you follow all the traits and characteristics, what you see in Lucifer is conflict of interest. What you see in Lucifer is self gratification of self empowerment self desire self self love narcissism if you if you will and all these type of things that we usually can take when we think about being uh, competitive we take little pieces of those things and we we adorn it to saying to be um, self-empowered to do you know great things the best version of ourselves. But what we don't realize of it is a lot of it is from the, whatever it is, the desire to be human, to be the best human that you could be. Parts of it, when you say I'm only human, right? When you say I, I can only do so much, you're literally saying I'm not God. I can't be God. It is impossible to be like God. I'm only human, right? Lucifer is the first to say such things like I'm only me. I'm not perfect. I don't want to be perfect. I don't want to be like you, Father. I want to be what I want to be. And what I want to be is what I want. And it's not what you want. My will is mine. He is the first to break away from the system. He may not be the first. I, I, I try to not to say things that are not in my power to, to, to control. So I, he may not be the first. I'm, I may be wrong on that. But what we understand is he or the many, they're, they're, they're stray from the path, which is the stray from the will of God, is what we would now call human. What we do today are all the things that we consider human. What is it to be human is to make mistakes, is to do for yourself is to forget about others. What it means to be human is to only be singular, to not be of a whole, to sometimes be willing to, to skirt two things, to, do, to, to, to maybe hurt others to do better for yourself. What it means to be human is to be unspectacular, to be imperfect and accept imperfection. To do, not only to accept imperfection, but sometimes to actively seek out imperfection. What it means to be human is to not be like Christ, to not be God. That is the concept that we have already established. That is this concept that has been established from Cain down. 
from Adam down, excuse me. We've ex we know who we are, and we've accepted that. Um, like Pastor, you had you you had a question before I continue. <laughs> a bit confused, anyway. Yeah. Explanation is very contradicting each other. Yeah. Nevertheless, nevertheless, I, I understand what what what's going on, but it is very contradicting each other. Um. Wow. <laughs> it's very contradicting. Um, let me put it like this, right? You know, we were not human from the beginning. God didn't create a human. He created his creature or his child, which referring to Adam. That's why Adam didn't carry the name of man. Adam was not called man. He called man in the after, after fall. But before, is only the name Adam have, which means son of God. It's after the fall, all these confusion coming in. Now, that's one. Number two, Christ took Adam, which became second Adam. Uh, when he became second Adam, uh, what we have to understand is that we are, I like to speak in an uh, in, in analogy. Analogy is, is where they give you more information than you should have. Well, you go. Go ahead. Because after that, we're going to go. Well, we go. go ahead. Let me uh, try to uh, simplify it so that I don't lose certain people if you get confused. The reality is this. is So we're talking about the term son of man. Excuse me. Why Christ chooses that word son of man. Because what we already understand about the term son of man as this as we we are as it's been used in the scripture is to and to give us a separation between son of god when they when first when we say sons of gods they talk about sons of gods as to being angels right so when you have son of man is a distinction it's the best way to say human but because there were no such word as human, human is is a is an English word, right? Um, it comes from you know what I mean. So, again, the word "son of man" is a translation, meaning Ben Adam. Ben Adam is the word that was originally written. Ben Adam is basically what it means to be a human. You are son of Adam. So, son of Adam or children of Adam. It's also to distinguish us from other children of other creatures that existed. So is when you when when these when these scholars or these uh, spiritual leaders are speaking, they're acknowledging that there are many amongst us who aren't actually sons of man, who aren't son of Adam. Usually, that's an older thinking that goes beyond 
today's scripture that talks about the many falling angels, children of fallen angels who took power and the, who 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 created not just not just some children but even whole people. So that's the distinction from there. So the concept of son of man is to say human beings, right? That's where it's, that's how you explain it in the old ways. When Christ is saying the son of man should be able to, 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 <clears throat> to forgive sin, he's saying that even human beings can forgive sin. He's saying even you can forgive sin as I do. What Christ does in all of his process is not to say simply, hey, this is what I'm doing. He says, this is what I'm going to show you how to do. This is what you are able to do. As we know that when Christ leaves, the disciples themselves, they do themselves who, they do um, have power to, to <coughs> sorry, they do have themselves power to, to, to free spirits and to this, this and that, right? The whole point of it all, as John says, is that you do not know what you are, that you will, that you are now, but you are to be like Christ, to be like Him. Christ is God in man, but God, it's not to say that He is trying to turn men into God. He is saying that God is man. God, you are minds. You are me. Your concept of who you are has been mispronounced. You have been mistold of who you are. You have been lied to. You do not know who you are. Christ is here to free you from that state of mind that sees you as lower form, as an under form of the hierarchy, or to put yourself in the position that I can't do anything. I'm just a man. I'm only human. I can't stop sinning. I can't just give up certain things. I'm only human. I can't love my enemy. I'm only human. I can't love my brother as I love myself. These are not human things. Only God can do such things, right? Only God can have unconditional love. Only God can forgive his enemies. Only God can um, with, with, with faith and, and, and trust and move mountains only God can tell a mountain to move, right? That's the concept. Christ automatically display, dis disconnects the, from you from that kind of thinking. That's not how people thought. People didn't think these ways. People didn't say, I can move mountains. People say, I will pray to my priest, and my priest will pray to God so that he can ask that mountain if it's okay to move. I will give a sacrifice to the priest, the priest will give a sacrifice to God and the God will move that mountain or that sickness in me. If I so believe in this priest's ability to do the job that he says to do. That's the process. That's the belief. That's the understanding. That's the way it's supposed to be in those days before Christ. Christ is telling you, I'm no longer, I do not need you to have a middleman. There is no middleman needed in this process that he is given the power within you through him. But he's saying through the, through your trust in me, it's me who's doing the work, but you're doing it. 
I'm doing it with you. Go ahead. This is where the contradiction come in again. Um, Christ actually um, seemed to operate not as a human. Not seen, operate as not as a human. Yeah. But remember, when we speak of human, Christ distinguished himself between human yeah. and God. He said, if you don't believe me, but believe the work that I did. And he also said, it is not I who did, who do it. It is my father who work on me. Mm. This is distinguishing himself from human ability and God ability. Human a limitation and God unlimitation. So we, as so-called human, however, we have a super power living within us. I, I would say, so, so here's the thing, and I, I think, I, I see where I think you, you, you might see the contradiction. The reality is when I start speaking, when I said about what it means to be human, is in fact that we are not God, that we have no power. So we aren't not capable of anything. So that is the human thing. The human thing is fact. It's not a, 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 a theory. It's a fact. We aren't. It's God. a fact. It's yeah. a fact. We aren't God. Being human, as I started saying, what Lucifer is, is the most human, is that you, Lucifer is the most unlike God. So well, this is the best way I could put it, is to understand the concepts of what it means to be human, is to be unlike God, to not have the capabilities of God, to not have the, the access to, to God, or in essence, right? What, it, what, what the point I'm making is, <clears throat> While being human, what Christ does is telling you that even though you are not like me, even though you are nothing like God, even though you are a low human, the son of man, he says, even a son of man will have the power to forgive sin. He starts out by telling you that, yes, I know who you have told yourself to be. I know who you are or you think you are. But I'm telling you who I am going to make you to be. I. So here's the thing. It's not saying that he. It's not saying that he's here to restore anything. He's not here to to create. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that word create because I might need the word create. It's not here to contradict what is the fact. The fact is we are human, and we can't do anything. But God, who is Christ, who is human, who is also God, with his actions, with his 
sacrifice. What he does, he's opening the new door and understanding a new way of thinking so that you become unlike who you are to be a kind of human that's not like who you are. You become a new human. You become a new form. So what you're trying to what you're trying to be is like Christ, who is both God and man. He's giving you the power to be like him, who is both God and man. You are just man. We are just man. We are not God and man. What Christ gives us the power to be is like him, which is God and man. So the, 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 the key is you will never shed that you are human. That part is always going to be. Christ became human. He wasn't human. He became human. We were born human who God has given us the power to become God. It's a different perspective. So there's, there's, it's not like God was human and then he became God. And then we all, you know, that's, 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 we are born imperfect. Now you can say that God once made us perfect and yada, yada, yada. The facts are that God could not be unperfect because he's God. God has always been perfect, right? So God is who he is because he's the first. We are after God. So we're, we're, we're different. We're less. We're just less. We're always going to be less and let the less is what creates the conflict. So unless of course we were the first ourselves, then we would not need to fill in missing pieces. We would not need to imp to fix ourselves, right? God doesn't need to fix him. God doesn't need fixing because God is God. We're the ones who need fixing because we have lack. Our lack is that we are not like him. So it's, I'm saying all these things, but the point is, is this, is that <clears throat> Christ is saying something's different now. With me, something is going to be different. Like you, you who son of man, you will have the power to do what I do. I think that's, the big, that's me putting in the most simplest way to put it, is that God is saying that you have the power to do what I just did. Right. So when he's saying son of man will forgive sin, he's saying it in the sense that your access to God, my access to God, which is which is direct through him, through Christ is the same access. Go ahead. I see it's itching. I have a question. Yeah. Even though you give explanation of human at the beginning. Right. But I have the same question. Mm. What is human? Okay. So, sim uh, uh, I think I said... Answer my question. Answer my question. What I'm is gonna, human? Gonna you, could go back. you could go back to your explanation of human in a very short yeah, resume. I'll, I'll try to break it down as, as short as I can. So, that's why I said Lucifer is the best explanation because i believe to be human is to be a creature not a creature not created but a creature right a creature with knowledge and understanding that's what it means to be human you well human anytime we speak of human we speak of a body a flesh 
something that you could see and I could see. Something that live here and operate here. A human, when we talk of human, we talk of people. We talk of who you could talk to, who you could socialize with, and what that person could do. But anytime we're talking about human, we're talking about a body. Mm. A body. Who have face just like you and I. Also, also, who has so what you already say already, intellect, intellectual, or have intelligence. That include for the composition of a human. Now, I would like before. Could you give uh, the other folks a few seconds for them to 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 inject themselves according to themselves? How do they see a human? What what is really a human? How do you how do you take of a human? I would like to get the input of others to know how do how we register in their mind and in their, in their own capacity. What what human is? Um, I look at human as in um, the capacity to not live on um, because we have both the spirit and we have the flesh, right? And when I think of the flesh, I think of end or a capacity, a time will come where you no longer exist um because when god created if we're talking about from genesis in the beginning we were created from dust uh, but i believe the original plan was not for us to go back to dust and i think something changed after they ate the fruit that we became uh limited dust. right yeah. or dust or finite um we just not we're not to live as long you know and when i think of christ who came and he still died but then he rose again it proved that he took the place that was supposed to be in the from the beginning in Genesis, because when we look at Jesus, although he died, he came back as a flesh. He still was, he still was human, but he wasn't, he wasn't human, right? He wasn't, this time he wasn't finite. Like he was infinite. He was a being that was still, you know, you're able to touch him, but at the same time, he's able to, 
ascend into the heavens without having to change um, his body. So, so, so what is what is human is infinite or well, final? I, I would say if we're talking um, category. The word, if you say what is human, you have to, you're saying it in comparison to other things that aren't human. So if you say what is human in, say, in our current reality, right? We have human and we have other, other forms of animals, right? So that's one perspective. If you say other creatures who are like us, who have the ability to think like us, who aren't we would not classify as human in scripture there are other creatures who are like us who can be who can think who have capacity who may look human quote unquote feet legs and such and such but aren't necessarily human in the sense of how the context is so i like let's just make believe that they are aliens so we would say i'm a human and that's an alien right the alien may have the same ability like i do may have a face like i do but they're not human right so that's that's the basis of it so that's if you if you want to say it in that sense what is human so I, i'm basically well so anytime you say human anytime you say human you separate yourself from all other species correct it's a species you 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 put you separated yourself from all other pieces that's why we have in the category of classes we uh put those folks um i think medically am i right medically we have um animal and we have human and we have um insect then you know you classify it classify it like that so when we're dealing with human, we are dealing with us. We're dealing with people like you, like me. People understanding, just have same clear understanding, just like you and I. But the problem arrive here. The right question, the reason why I ask the question as Ricardo put it, which in a way I see contradiction, but I see I see where he's getting at. I see it clearly, but nevertheless, it is difficult to come with a subject like this. It is very difficult to come straight. However, we're going to make the best of it. <laughs> Are we really human? That's what Ricardo is driving at. How are we really human? So I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll try to push it, push it forward so that we can to get to the basics of it all. Because I, I think That's we're leading to a place, and I, I definitely want to go there to explain what it means to be human. And that's the important part, is what it means to be human. And do we want to be human? Is the goal humanity? in the, the the in our in our understanding of it and my perspective is this and this is my perspective now we're talking about what god is speaking and when he says the son of man what daniel is saying when he says the son of man 
So the word human, I'm using it to replace son of man. So when, when we read son of man, we are to think he's saying human, right? Um, it's to understand there's a classification and there is a separation. It is in the concept, concept that, in the context that Christ refers to himself as son of man. It's the saying that even a son of man can, can forgive sin. In the context that Daniel refers to the son of man, he's saying that this king, this king, this new person won't be a God in the perspective that we think, but will be a God in the form of a man. So that's the, that's the pretext to Christ is God in the form of man. In the same context of John, when he says the word becomes flesh, all these concepts is the same, is this, that Christ is both redeeming man as God, he is also elevating man from being human. So he's both bringing divinity towards man, and he's also revealing a self, uh, he's creating or elevating men out of their lack of divinity. I think that, that might be the way to put it. That we aren't well, divine. We aren't divine. We are not divine. But through Christ, Christ is activating our divinity through his divinity. Because we're not divine and we can't do it. And we're not, you know what I mean? Uh, I would say yes or no. I would say yes or no. I would say yes, and I would say no. If you go to the, Genesis, the book of Genesis again, was God, when God made man, what, how, what is the process God go to make man? What is the process? Any one of you could give me the process that God go to make man or to make his son. How, how, what is the process he make his son? The process is that he form a body out of dust. But that body is not capable of doing anything. That body is numb, is a statue. Until he put his own spirit into that man, and that man become a living soul. So the concept is that we look man all time in the face. You have to have same face with me. But that's not demand. That's not demand. That's why I said before, long ago, I said that before, long ago, we are a spiritual being. Well, I think I think we're saying the same thing because that's why I know. I know we're saying the same thing. I, I know. But because it's it's not so much what makes you a man or human quote unquote and no 
I, I said um, ability, knowledge, and understanding. These are the, the that reflects what's going on in here. It's That's like, right. So whoever I am is not my face. No. There, right? No. No. So here's where that. Here's where I I I I, I um, started when I say that we talk about Lucifer or this and that because they have knowledge and understanding. Yes, ma'am. There's no difference between them and us. It's just time, right? So in essence, they were doing whatever we're dealing with today. They were dealing with a million years ago. You know what I mean? Whatever type of, whatever conflict that we have today is not new. It's not news. And that's why I said that we are the most human of us is Lucifer because he's just an older version of us. Well, put it like this. The most human of us is what Lucifer make of us. Well, it comes from him. So what is that's it? what I'm saying to you. Is what is the way Lucifer manipulates us? No, what I'm saying is, think about it. Let's be let's be as um, figurative as we possibly can. Imagine a reality where mankind, as we are, the way we are. A billion years from now, I mean, with all our struggles, with all our, all we've added to us is knowledge, but we haven't learned how to love each other. We haven't learned how to fix the the basic fundamental parts of us. And I imagine, as an as a person who understands, uh, who does is who I hate to say it, who seems to be, I'm a pessimist in the in the the. the, the the failures of man. I don't see progress. I see progress in we're learning things. I see progress in we're gonna figure out how to do things easier. But what I also see is our ability to learn also tells us our ability to learn how to do worse. And the, the fact is I see a future where mankind just continues to be a, a smarter, more intelligent, worse version of themselves. It's, it, things will look good, but there are, the good is going to be of, of a different nature. You know what I mean? And so, no, I wouldn't say different nature. I wouldn't say different nature. Oh, boy, I, I should let you go because there is a point here I want to come in up with. Is the point that, oh, is the point that you come up with already. You remember you said that um, we are it looked like there are two type of human in this in, or two type of person two type of people in this earth hmm. remember what you said before I couldn't pick out but it's two type of people in this earth well I, I think I don't think this, I think what Christ represents is a new type of human. This is why I'm saying to you, remember Christ said that at the beginning, when he was talking to Nicodemus, what did he say? You should be born again. And when you're born again, what happened? For those who born again, who are they? They are new. 
for those who are not born again who are they they die they're old so uh, so unfortunately you 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 bypassed my point um so i'm gonna just start from there i was leading <laughs> to the whole point of why we must be born again but let's just let's start from there so the basic point of why i brought up the concept of human is that we are indeed human and as human in the context of how we understand it in the concept of who we are on this earth let's use the word as it actually means ben adam right as sons of adam we are in cell in in essence a failed species as sons of adam so as sons of adam in the total in the total um, context of the word Adam, which means earth essence, in the, totality, earth, in the totality, the totality of the word sons of this earth, the earth is going to die. The earth itself is dead. The earth is a dying species. We are son of the dead. This is why as Lucifer is himself, the father, the prince of this world, he's the prince of death. So <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So what is human in this world? What we learn to be very human seems great in the concept of this world. The worldly concept of human is in itself a concept that is a lie to tell you that that is a good thing. What we are learning, what we are learning is actually death, to, to embrace death to embrace minusculeness, um, smallness, to embrace inability, to embrace incapability, to embrace imperfection, to embrace an end. That's the whole point. The whole point- That is the reason why. That is the reason why you came up with that point. Mm -hmm. You don't see any change. Well, I'll, I'll go I'll go further and to say that if you don't believe in God, you're embracing death, right? Yeah, I know, but at least but, but, but you're happy. You're happy with the way of the world course. is. Of course, of course, you have to be happy. Right. This is why I'm. This is why not I am saying you are saying that you don't see any change in the behavior of mankind today. You don't see any improvement to make the world better. So what we have here, a good example is when we see Jesus Christ speaking to the Pharisees because the Pharisees see him sitting with publicans or tax collectors. And the, the term publicans is not just tax collectors. It's a personality. Because you imagine those days, people who were tax collectors. Yeah, they were terrible people. That's basically like they're, they're, they're gamblers, they're thieves, they usually lie. They try to take it. If you know what a tax collector was in those days, they worked for the government, but they work for against or a good example, a good, a good way to, to I just need to give context. So in Jerusalem in those days, they were they're they're occupied by the Romans, right? So a tax collector who collects money from who are Jews who collect from Jews are looked at as as um, as traitors. You know, what I mean, they're working for the government and what they do is they use people's poor, they use poor people 
and they're they're they they usually are corrupt. So that's the basic point of it. They're corrupt. They're traitors. They use their words against. Let me give you. Let me give you a practical. Let me make it practical to you. Go ahead. Back in Haiti, I remember when I was in my 13, 14, 15 years old. They usually have collectors, people who sell tax to the merchant in the market. Mm. When they come in with that uh, ticket, that ticket worth 25 cents, but they make it 60 cents. Mm -hmm. The six, the, when they sell the machine, when they give the machine the ticket, the machine going to give them 60 cents. But how much they going to give to the, to the, to the, um, to the contribution or to the uh, collector? 25 cents. Yeah. So the extortionist. Extortionist. <laughs> so today, that was the Ah, uh, this is this conception, uh, Pastor. You talk about who continue is um broken quabosal. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, <laughs> so they, we cannot go to Israeli to, to get the facts. The facts is right before us. Right. So and the same thing happened today. And the tax, tax, tax we pay today in your tax income tax. Mm -hmm. tax. I think today the best way to to you have you have to connect would be extortionists who are gangsters who the marchants who everybody in the neighborhood they have to pay a certain level to the extortion or else they're gonna come and, and beat you up so it's it's another the point i'm making is these people are evil people right that's the concept well, yeah, evil, but this is not something far we don't go we don't go back all the way right to they, they they're they're very unliked so the the fact oh. have so Pharisees have a a rash a, a there's a a little righteousness to what they're saying like why would you sit with these these gangsters these these are crooks, these criminals, you know. Why would you sit with them? Matthew being one of them, we have to remember. Matthew is one of them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so and but and Christ says to them, is I did not come here for the righteous. I'm not sick right. fire. I came to the people That's right. sick. Right? That's right. The most human of us. I did not come here for the people who are less human, who are more like me. I came here to come for the people who are most like Lucifer, who are Why? most keen to follow. Why? Why? Love. Why? The question is why he come for these people, for these people too? Well, I'll tell you the real truth. In my perspective is the reality is he sees the, he sees the Lucifer in them as he see in all of us. And the, well, that's what, but this, this is the point. The point is that all of us is it all, all of us rotten. Amen. So what's the difference between the Pharisees and the publican? No, there's no difference. That's the basic joke. The basic truth is you who are the Pharisees, I call you the son of the devil. And you call them do you call them the killers, the but they were they are more is that, that's the difference. 
I'm more, I'm more, I, I feel more comfortable with them than you who are, the, who are in the church. So it's basically putting everybody to the same level. He starts with the low to say everybody's low. It's, I don't, I don't see it that way. Oh, go ahead, Tina. Go. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. Uh, so I was thinking more so of, um, the reason why Jesus would hang out with someone that is perceived to be unliked is more so because the same reason I think he would come to me now in that in in this respect and um, I didn't know of him. Nobody's going to talk to me about him. So who but the man himself is coming to me to say hey, I love you Amen. and I want you to um, to learn more Amen. about what's to come because it seems like you're being ostracized, you're being outcasted. Um, it's nice to sit there and, and criminalize them because of what they do, but have you ever really saw it from the other perspective of because nobody believed in them or maybe they didn't even believe in themselves that Amen. that's all they had Amen. to do. Amen. To add to what Tina's saying, the point is that all of us are criminals to Christ. He's not separating any of us. And we're all at us, we all in that place. We're all in the darkness, but we all are salvageable. So he's not so and, <laughs> and we're all nobody is lost but in the day of how humans do things the human thing to do is to discard i was yesterday and i see honestly the real truth of why this came up to me is i was watching a show yesterday and it dawned on me um this this documentary about the homelessness right it's the homeless issue that is growing and it's it's destructive and it's it's and what it dawned on me is People have been trying their best to find ways to live with the reality that people are homeless. And they try to intellectualize it. They try to find other ways around trying to deal with the simple fact that poverty is something that is created. It's not something that just is, right? And what I started saying today about how I can only be grateful for my situation, for those who don't have what I have is to acknowledge that I have no power of how I got here, that I did not place myself in this position, that I have been given grace and mercy to have what I have, and that those who didn't also did not make it their business to be to have less, right? They did not decide I want less for myself. The system is designed, of the system is what it is, but it's created because of a lack of love it's created because we, some of us who have power, who were given the power, who have the money, who are given money, choose to do otherwise. And those of us who don't have enough, we take what we can and we do. And as a matter of fact, what you will know is that the, of the where the money comes from, those who do the most is from the bottom. It's people who give their little bit they do to actually help charity. That's the that's the saddest part I learned is that charity still comes more from the middle class and lower than it does from the wealthiest from group. But the point is that the most human thing about 
mankind is that we do for ourselves. We are singular. We leave out. We do for ourselves. By doing for yourself is you leaving out others. So here is the, the, per, the, the point, and I'm, uh, I think I'm getting to the whole ideal. Of what it means to be human is to be an individualistic. What I've called Lucifer is the first human, is Lucifer is the first to break away from the system. The idea of being singular, the idea of being for yourself, it seems, in essence, it has a it has a very positive ideal when you think about it, that you want to do more for yourself and this and that. And that's not evil. There's no evil in self-actualization. Um, what is the evil is disconnection from others. Yeah, but connect from... it, 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 I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it is not evil. I say it is evil. Okay. It is evil to be singular. Amen. So think it, about it like this. Here's the, here's the first thing you learn in, in, in our reality. Our reality is we have this desire to have in to have to have the most for ourselves, right? That's supposed to be a good thing. Reality, but put concept in our concept. Right. In what in a way, how can it be that you have enough for yourself if your brother doesn't have enough? How does that work? It tells you. It's evil in So but this 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 is how it starts, right? So where is it that we get this this desire from? This thing the most human of us, this human nature to just... That's, that's, that's what human is all about, so-called. Right. Well, here's, here's where I'm going to go somewhere, and it, it, it threw me off. But in order to have everything, we have a desire to have, to want it all, right? To want all means to do more for yourself than others. That's what it really means to want it all. Christ is telling you something that if you are willing to give up everything, through him, you have it all. If you're willing to give up all this, as he says, um, to gain the world, but lose his soul. If you're yeah. willing to give the world up, you have everything through Christ. But to have everything is to lose what is quote unquote human about you. To be something that is not necessarily human. What does it mean to not be human is to do more for others than yourself. Is to be willing to be part of a collective thing that is beyond you. Is actually to be willing to become part of a system that is designed for you. That you don't make the system work. The system works for you. The funniest thing I learned is that I realized that I don't want it all and I don't want to figure it out. I want God to figure it out for me. I don't want to have it all. I want God yeah, to give that, it to me. That is that going, that you see, forget about I. Mm -hmm. I is that is not is not a really factor here. The system is a factor. No man really going to really do for himself. Unless the system is changed. 
if the system change, the whole factor going to follow. So when we're talking about the system, we're talking about the government. But it depends on what, talking, what you mean by do for themselves, because the reality is if you're if we're talking about the context of today or here in this reality, you can do very well for yourself here without God. You already don't do very well for yourself. You already yeah. don't do very well. Well, I'm you, saying, I said, I said you, here, I said here, you, here, here. You, going, you back, going back to what I said to about this, this world, which is the dead, right? This world, which is dead, you can do very well in a dead world. And you can you don't be do very well. successful. You don't do nothing. Do right. To me, you can, you can you don't do well. You don't right. do well. So that's the key. The key point is knowing that this world is already dead. It's like I said before, you're you're fighting for a dumpster to be king of a dumpster. I mean Yes, it, it is you see what Jesus Christ is going is doing. And that's what I said about us. not to concentrate in the system that we learn from here. That's what I said again. I, 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 I told you, I said that before, but you people don't get it. The system of family. When we say this is my group of family, this is my unit. This is my unique. Anytime you put it like that, you are following the system that the world already set up. But when you say about my brethren, which that it was why Jesus Christ, right? When he they asked him about that man. That woman who married how many seven 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 brothers. When he come up to him, he said, Which one you going to be the husband? What Christ said. There will be no marriage. Everyone going to cut as God's children. If we all are God's children, that means we work together. And that's why I use I come with a message before, and I, I, I had that message before. It's about individuality. I bring with that message before, individuality. Individuality exists, but it is not exist the way the world put it. It exists for purpose. What you created for, what you are, what you could do, what you could uh, um, um, contribute to the system. That's individuality. Individuality is just that your heart contribute, your arm contribute, your, your, uh, your, your, your intestine contribute, your head contribute, your brain contribute. But how many things we have? We have one body. And every one of them connected. That's individuality. Apart from that, collectivity. That means every single one of us are working for each one for it for each other. Uh, 
So I, I, when I first started speaking about the the term demon, I had to be I have to be very clear. Even though I I say these things about how, um, as much as I know who I am, I say I'm the biggest demon that I know. Is me understanding my humanness, my 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 myself, but in that perspective, I would say I would say in that instance that okay, nowhere am I diminishing who I am as a person. Nor am I. I know who I am. I would say that even in my perspective, I say I'm a pretty decent person. I'm a I'm, I'm I, I I would say I'm a person of integrity. All these good things I can say about myself. But the fact is, I know who I am. The people you, who you see in me is, as I said before, is a, is a reflection of me overcoming my real self. And if I know who I am, the reality is if <laughs> I see myself in this way, then who else, more so in God that sees me in this way, he must, how he sees all of us. And the reality is you can't hide from God. God knows your frailty. God, we will never know our true selves. I will never know the real, the real who you are. You will never know the real me. There, none of us knows our real selves out loud. We are figments of our imagination. We represent our best. We present our best selves to each other. Some of us better than others. The reality is, as human beings go, we are a we are a failed um, design. We are a flawed mission. We have a lack that is incorrectable. Incorrectable. It is done. It is over. It is inefficient and is 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 set is set in stone. What Christ says is, we have to be born again. There's a two parts of that. Is we have to die. To be born again is to die, right? So we die ourself. We are born again, a new human, a new version of ourselves. So the part of us that has to die is the part of us that comes from Lucifer, the part of us that is who we are, that we struggle with every day. The part of me that I overcome every day with Christ's help, the good in me that God, Christ has already born in me, Amen. The born again that has already been born. So what you see is a presentation of the God in me, the goodness in me. The goodness no. in me is God. Amen. It's not me. It's God. When Christ says, Son of man, what are you doing now? You see, again, be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. What you what I see in you, it is God, yet it is you. The good things that come out, it is God indeed, but it is you. So here's the I'll tell you in that this way. Christ is God. There's no disconnection from that. We understand Christ is God, right? There's no way around it. There's no way to say Christ is a version of God or he is a portion of God. Christ is just God, right? There is no, 
there is many ways to kind of put that into perspective, but God is God in every form. There are many forms that God is God. But all of but, wait, 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 I know where you want to go, but let me try to say this. Every version of God is manifested through goodness. Every version of Amen. God is manifested Amen. through goodness. And the goodness you see in me is the version of God. But either all of these versions, as I am a version of God, the part in me is God in, in, in multiple form. So all we are in totality is God. But what comes out of us is God. The human part of us is Lucifer. But God himself is in all of us. We are all trying to be the full version of God, right? As I say, we well, are all... the fight coming. That's where the fight coming. The fight, yes. That's what is coming. Right. The fight is us versus God. That's right. No, the fight is human part of us. No, that which is evil. Well, you can say it any way you want. the The fight is you versus yourself. My God. It's you yourself. So I, I, the I am distinguishing myself. I am distinguishing myself from myself. Right. Okay. Okay. So I mean, I am distinguishing myself from myself. From yourself. I am. I am distinguish the evil part to the good part. Right. The good part is my father, and that's why I don't take no credit for it. Well, there is a part that you will have to take credit for because if you do not accept Christ as your savior, then all you have is you. Then... <laughs> That's a different question. Okay. No, 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 we can't go. We can't skirt it. We have to start from the beginning. If all I... you have is Christ, if you do not accept Christ as your savior, you can't say my other version is going to. No, okay. You're dead. You're dead. <laughs> You're a, you're a dead. You're you're. That's it. I have a best. I have a best. I was going to give. It. I think, but that, I, I believe we have this problem that we talk about ourselves in this later form and not in our previous form. And because not everybody is saved, sometimes I have to speak to those who aren't saved, and I have to be able to say it in a way. For some of us who are in the word, we are. I'm speak. I'm I'm preaching to the choir, sometimes, and I have to. I have to remind myself. I'm not actually trying to preach to the choir. I'm preaching to those who may not know this, who may not understand who they are, who may not see the reality of what God is doing in them and why why God created them. So as somebody who doesn't understand why they can't get it together, why these things happen, why am I always falling to this place? Why do I constantly need to keep building myself up? Why am I always praying? Why am I always crying? Why am I always brought down? Why is it every time I'm up, I bring myself down. The reality is that part of you is the dead. It's trying to kill you because you want to die. Your nature is death. Your nature is to accept a dead. When Christ has been given into you, now you're fighting with your natural nature, which is death. Everything that is in you wants to give up. It is hard to live godly because we're human. The very human thing about us is to die. That's what human means, is to die. All humans will die. So the whole part of it is that we are constantly fighting against our nature, which is death. 
Christ is eternity. Christ is immortality. Christ is love. Christ is truth. Christ is understanding. Christ is the real world. What we are doing with us, as Pastor says, that fight. That fight is every part of us rejecting love, rejecting life. But the greatness of it all, the beauty of it all, is that God doesn't care. God is not going to give up on you. And that's the beauty of the fight. Because God loves you more than you love yourself. And every time you are overcoming the devil, overcoming the brokenness, the brokenness in you, that is God's victory. Every time you have presented the goodness of you, that is God who is victory over you. His victory over the you that wants to die. God is life. He is teaching us to be a new version of him. Sorry. He's teaching us to be a new version of ourselves, which is him. Amen? Did I say that better? A new version of ourselves, which is him. That is the goal, is for us to be like him. So when he says son of man now, he's speaking in context of after everything was done. He is speaking in his time. So it's not to be the same as son of man in our time. When God is speaking, he's speaking of the, the, the cycle of life because God created man to be like him. And when he came down, now he acknowledges that he now as the son of man is, I am the version of man. I am the Adam that you need to be. I am son of Adam. I am Adam. So becoming a son of man now, to be a human now, we're not human, the son of Adam. We are human, Ben Yeshua. Amen? The son of God. Amen. We are human in the son of God. This is why Christ said to Philip, when he said to Philip, if you see me, you see the Father. Once you see me, you see the Father. Because Christ reflects the Father on the flesh, on the body. So as you put it, which is very beautiful, when you see me, you see God. I live as he wants me to live. I know there is a fight, but the fight is that when you give yourself i i leave it like that leave it like that because um next sunday uh i'm coming with the with i'm going to finish the, the message i i left before uh which we kind of already give me uh put it there so i'm going just going to pick up from what ricardo said before concerning um well, let, let, it, let, let it like this, because what he's saying, you, there would be no fight in you, really, if you don't know God. It's when you know God, then you will know. And if there is a fight with it in you, um, you don't know what to do. If there is a fight in you, you really don't know what to do. Well, Unless... What you said is beautiful is that if, if you don't know God, then the fight is already lost. So there is no fight in you. No. There is no fight. No, there is a fight. 
No, what I mean to say is that those who do not accept Christ, the fight is dead. There is no fight. The yeah, fight the fight is dead, but it's not the dead. The fight begins when you accept Christ as your savior. Now, well, you're fighting it's, against it's, the reality of who you are. You're, who it, you it, are is what happened? It, you see what happened? It is not I who is start the war inside man. It is the Holy Spirit who start the war because Christ says so. He Christ said, I will send the Holy Spirit who will teach you all things, who will comfort you, who will be a teacher for you. That is for those that is in him. But what about those who are not in him? The Holy Spirit is going to be there to convict them of evil. Because we are just talk, but the Holy Spirit is working in the life and the heart of every single man and every single children and every single woman every single one of us have a fight either to be in the confirmation of Christ, uh, the image of god or to resist the voice of the holy spirit it's the holy spirit who are talking to every man not me not you not the preachers preacher can't do nothing like that because they cannot go to the heart of man the Holy Spirit will go to the heart of man to convince man. Now God may take you to give them some explanation, but that doesn't mean you are doing any job. The real job is the Holy Spirit who is doing that job. In your heart, in my heart, in each one of us. So the Holy Spirit is convincing the word from saying from evil doing. For us, is teaching us how to live a holy life, how to love, how to care, and how to do things. But again, we get a problem too. <laughs> we have to have good hearing <laughs> when we speak. And we have to conduce ourselves to what he tells us to do. My dear brother, this is wonderful. I leave you guys alone. This is beautiful. Leave it like this. Yes. Uh, so I guess in closing is just to acknowledge the point of humanity, according to man, is a failed concept. It's false. It is essence. It is a, it is a, a, as the old days that they put it is it was an insult it's like an insult to the spirit to, to the spirit world christ has elevated through christ we are elevated to christ our humanity has been revealed to be like god christ's humanity is truth christ's humanity is eternity as god gladius said humans are that are mortal Christ is a human that is immortal. And through Christ, 
we have the ability to be immortal. Amen. I seek to be like Christ. Seek to be like Christ. Seek to live forever. Praise the Lord. Amen. Pastor, did you want to pray? Yes, Father, we we do thank you for your word that you have revealed to us that you came to transform us to yourself. You came to give us a new life, which you did. You came to set us free from the way this system of this world operates. We are operate as one, yet as many. We are operate for everyone. And I know, Father, when you came, your mind, your spirit was there to bring us back to yourself, to make us holy, clean, perfect, because the world that you are preparing for us, there will be no individuality the way we think it is. There will be us. And that's why you say in your own word that we are in you and you are in your father and we all become one. We are one. That every single one of us are important. Every single one of us are lovely. Every single one of us are extremely necessary to be together. We thank you, Father. Help us to keep going until you come, that we may leave this world with the kind of life, misery, poverty, pain, sorrow, eventually, finally, death to the body. But the day will come, we will never see death anymore. There will be no sorrow, no pain, no crying, no death where you are taking us. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Yeshua, that you came, that our eyes may be open to see the truth and to follow the truth. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. 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 Um, death to the flesh is life today. And to understand Amen. that is to know that every day is an opportunity to get rid of what was already damaged, what was damaged from the beginning. But we're given another opportunity, another chance, and Christ did that. And that includes anybody who's watching this. It doesn't exclude you. No. It, he has adopted you. He has taken you in. He did this for you specifically. 
So whatever calling that is in your heart, that pull, that conviction, like Pastor said about the Holy Spirit, listen to that voice to know that he's calling you to. And he wants to save you. He wants to love you. He wants you to see your pot your full potential. Amen. Amen. Your full Amen. potential. And Amen. so we want you to know that he loves you dearly and why he died on the cross specifically for you, me, all of us. No one was excluded from this. The only way you'll be excluded is if you don't accept. Amen. So trust that he is calling you and that he loves you. And you give your life to him and to know that when your life is given, it's not given in vain. No, sir. It is not given in vain. No, sir. No. And you shall be like him. So Amen. may the spirit of God be with you. May he dwell with you. May he give you love. May he open your mind to the possibilities of what you can be in him. Yes. Um, and may he lead you towards him. No matter where you go, no matter how far you feel like you are, that he finds you and he pulls you to him. So we thank each and every person who is here to participate in this Bible study session we know that the word that is in us is also in you and god Amen. will continue to reveal it so we thank you for just being a part of it just know that every sunday we're here at 5 p.m eastern standard time and you can find the link in the description box if not you can watch the replay and you can leave us a message and we'll do our best to reply but until then we want you to know we love you and we thank you for being a part of this message until then we'll see you next week at 5 p.m. Have a blessed week. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Leave us a voice message or a comment about what God has revealed in you from this week's message. And don't forget to share this episode with your friends and your family so they can have the same experience of revelation like you did. May God bless and abide in you, not only today, but forevermore. We love you, and we can't wait to see you on our next episode. Bye-bye.